This is Sammy Reinstein, and you're listening to Conversation Starters. On this show, we talk all about bringing conversations back to B2B marketing and selling. Because if there's one thing we know about doing business in the revenue era, it's that the best customer experience wins. Season three of Conversation Starters is brought to you by Really Good Sales Plays, a landing page built to inspire your sales team, whether they're inbounding, outbounding, or managing a deal. These plays are proven to generate pipeline and close deals, so you can celebrate more wins. Check them out at drift.ly slash salesplays. Now to the episode. Sammy, if you could leave for vacation tomorrow, anywhere in the world, where would you go? Wow, that's a big question. I think I would go to Thailand because my brother is there right now and he's backpacking. So I would just probably join him on his backpacking journey. Wow. So you think you'd go solo and then meet up with him? I think I'd probably meet up with him and then go solo. Okay. Well, as long <laughs> as you two are aligned on your journey and where you go, wow. where you stay, that sounds like a great trip. <laughs> you know, nothing's worse than going on a trip and your travel partner is just like not what you expect. No, that's very true. I do think that traveling can make or break a relationship. A hundred percent. This past spring on my sabbatical, I went with one of my best friends from college who had briefly traveled before, but we were together for like 10 days in Europe and then met up with my sister and both of them went fine, but like the way they travel is so different. Yeah. And it's really that open communication I found is key. Key. <laughs> to key. not getting lost in a random city. <laughs> Speaking of alignment. <laughs> <laughs> the segue. <laughs> Today's guest is someone who definitely knows a thing or two about sales and marketing alignment and loves talking about it. Yes. Heidi Darling is the chief marketing officer for ROI DNA, a full-service digital marketing agency. And as a self-proclaimed account-based experience evangelist, Heidi knows a thing or two about what it takes to keep a conversation going depending on who you're talking to, having the right conversation at the right place at the right time. So on this episode, Heidi's going to talk to us about how go-to-market teams can work together to keep the conversation moving. So let's get into it. Heidi, thank you so much for coming on Conversation Starters. It's so awesome to be here. Thank you for having us. Of course. So before we get started, the podcast title is called Conversation Starter. So of course, I have to ask you a conversation starter ourselves. So for today, the conversation starter. Yes, exactly. Where is your dream vacation destination? Mm, so many, so little time. Yeah. I'm going to say I went to Greece last year and I was blown away just by the, depending on who you talk to, 400 to 1,000 different islands, and I felt like I just scratched the tip of that, so I would probably go back. I would love to go to Greece. I'm a big tomato and feta person, oh. so I feel like it's just meant to be. I have to go. The food is bananas. Like, you've got <laughs> to get there. Yeah. Awesome. So diving in, and before we get to the real nitty-gritty, I would love to learn a little bit more about you and ROI DNA. Yeah. So I've kind of grown up in the ranks of tech marketing, worked my way up. Most recently been kind of head of marketing or CMO, depending on the size of the startup. I helped take a robotics exoskeleton company public. So I've definitely spent most of my time in kind of tech innovator space. And I joined ROI DNA 
almost three years ago, because I really believe that there is a new and emerging model for how we can go to market in a way that it's much more integrated and cohesive and delivers the most value for our clients and for our prospects and for our clients and for their prospects. And so, you know, ROI is a, it's a digital marketing agency with an ABX focus, and we really exist to scale enterprise companies, scale tech innovators. And the way that we do that is by making sure that our clients are able to have the right conversation with the right people at the right time and keep that conversation going. We definitely relate and resonate with that message, right place, right time, right conversations, especially, you know, this podcast is conversation starters. But just digging in a little bit more on the agency side, like what does it mean to be a full service digital agency? Yeah. So I think what it means is we consider the entire journey, top of funnel, all the way through conversion, all the way through being a customer. We believe in kind of going in and adding the most value where we can. And so typically that means if we're starting at kind of the beginning of the go-to-market motion, then we'll develop go-to-market strategy. Then we'll put a media plan in place. We'll make sure that the MarTech stack is set up correctly. We'll make sure that you've got all your right tech integrations so that you really can have the right conversation at the right time at the right place. And you can continue to have it even after you're a customer. What that means is essentially we offer digital strategy, digital advertising, web design, SEO and content strategy and design, CRO, business insight, data and reporting. So we do it all. And so when we say like we're a full stack or a full service digital marketing agency, that's what that means. Awesome. And speaking of right conversation, to get there, a lot of, you know, what we see in terms of lead generation and pipeline, et cetera, to get there, you need to have really strong alignment between marketing and sales. And I think that a lot of companies do a really good job at this. And there's also a lot of obstacles there in between those two teams and, and really being truly aligned. At ROI DNA, how do your sales and marketing teams really work together to create that effective messaging and communication? Well, there's two things. I mean, ROI sales and marketing teams were hand in glove. I mean, they work side mm-hmm. by side. We chat every day. We believe in delivering the most value. It's really mm-hmm. about how we drive results for our clients. So that's how ROI works together. But what I think might be more interesting for this conversation is how do we help our clients work together? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that go into that. I mean, first and foremost, that is the reason that we are an ABX agency is because that drives alignment, right? Let's face it, the marketing ecosystem, you could even say the business ecosystem has radically changed over the past two years. And everyone needs to be on the hook. I mean, I would say marketing might agree that we're increasingly on the hook for revenue numbers, right? Revenue KPIs. And that's not a bad thing because if we're all marching towards the same KPIs, we're all reporting on pipeline numbers then that's the thing we start to care about week after week after week. So that's one piece of it. The other piece of it, I think that's really interesting in terms of like this sea change that we're in is because everything went digital, for the first time we have access to this digital footprint of what went on to the sale from top of funnel all the way to closed one. We've got this proliferation of data that kind of runs across our entire org and we can all look at it and say, oh yes, we all see that that's what worked. So I think there's two things. I think we're increasingly on the hook for the same KPIs and we help our clients set those KPIs and set them up for success in that way. And then we we are a data-driven agency. And so we really leverage data to help 
illuminate the full story and helped optimize from it. Yeah. With that data, what are you sort of looking at to change maybe your marketing or change your messaging? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, we can look at which ads converted more. We can look at which audiences converted more. Another thing that I neglected to mention before is just having sales and marketing work together on building out their target account lists and tiering and segmenting is a huge point of alignment as well. And so we can look at the data on audiences. We can look at data on time of day. We can look at data on where things get stuck in the funnel or in the pipeline. Every single data point that we look at, we can also look at when, th- you know, we can identify when things are broken, when the tracking's broken, and we can look at like, oh, there's no one moving past this. Oh, that's a that's a four or four error, which if you're using a chatbot, you, you deal less with. I think we look at data kind of at each point. We look at timeline page. We look at time that the video is viewed, whether it's five seconds or we're all the way through. We look at page depth, page scroll. You mentioned target accounts. I'm curious when you're creating that sort of ABX strategy and thinking about target accounts, how are you encouraging marketing teams to work with their sales teams to make sure that all of those efforts are really being followed up with? Yeah, I mean, it's really about getting in a room and defining your ICP. What I see is so often, well, it's two things. It's it's defining your ICP and then it's defining who's in your buyer committee. We know it's going to be between 10 and 20 people as part of that decision. And getting really specific with what each of those personas care about and how to message to them and how to deliver value to them at every step of the journey. And so when you can get sales and marketing, and I would even argue like some amount of customer success in the Mm -hmm. room to say, actually, these people, we have greater pipeline velocity or higher percentage of close one versus the G2000 or whatever, which we kind of like all joke is is the wish list, right? We all want those people. But what are the actual clients that make sense for you to go after? It's important to have focus. It's important to have five or 10 in your one-to-one approach. It's important to have 20 to 30 in your your one-to-few and however many on your one-to-many. So I think the importance of defining the ICP and the buying committee And then getting really specific with why it makes sense for your specific value proposition. Yeah. So finding the like, what's in it for me for each of those people in the buying committee, which is huge these days. I mean, there are so many people in the room that you have to sell to. And for marketers, that means a change too, right? They have to really understand who may be in that buying committee and maybe change that ICP around as well. It's such a process of learning too, because sales are in it every day and marketing might have some hypothesis around what's happening and we're all looking at the, the same data. So we're we're all pretty much on the same page. But then for me, it's so important to hear from the sales team, they're getting stuck here every time, or this just isn't really resonating in the way that we thought it was, or we thought the security vertical was, was really going to relate to this offering, but they, we're just not getting any traction. And so it's that kind of constant back and forth of information that's so important too. Yeah, that relationship and that relationship building and having that trust there is so important. And then like you said, I mean, as marketers, we have a lot of hypotheses and a lot of assumptions and then relying on that data to sort of give us an ego check as well, right? Make sure that it's all actually working in motion. With that data and bringing different types of tools in, 
What type of tech stack are you recommending these days for people to have, for marketers and sales teams to sort of rely on? It's a great question. I mean, I think in part, it's determined by the size of company that you are. We're not a fan of over-engineering. And we used to say that we are kind of technology agnostic, but we can no longer afford to be technology agnostic. There are some clear market leaders. Obviously, one of our premier partners is Drift. We absolutely need to have some sort of chatbot technology to be competitive by 2025. There's kind of universal agreement that you need to have a multi-service option. And when you look at kind of extending lifetime value or building on lifetime value, you need to have an easy way for your customer, your client to re-engage, to ask for tech support, to learn more about additional products, whatever. And so, so chatbot is, is really important for that. And it's also really important because it's it speeds some of the A-B testing, right? It accelerates your learning on what's working and what people are engaging with. The other piece of it is being able to have, you know, there's with deprecation of cookies coming, with increased privacy measures, it's really important to have some sort of CDP. And, and, and that CDP can be built into a lot of other technologies. Mm-hmm. What's critical is that you have some sort of intent data and you have some sort of personalization strategy. So for us, and ability to leverage AI and insights, for, for us, that's absolutely sixth sense. They're best of class. And we recommend them. They're another one of our partners. We recommend them widely. What goes hand in hand with the personalization is the ability to kind of personalize landing pages, personalize experiences in a machine learning kind of optimized way, which Mutiny does a great job. There's a couple of companies that do a great job with that. To have some nurture, whether it's HubSpot or Marketo, wherever, you know, wherever your company kind of falls in as size of company. HubSpot's great. We use them. Marketo's great for larger companies. Let's see. Absolutely need to have first party data integration. It's critical. Interestingly, as you were talking through the tech stack, a lot of insights, intent, personalization, it sounds like the real shift that marketers need to be making and make sure that their tech stack can support is the buyer first sort of nature of how people are buying today, how many options people have today and being able to cut through that noise. It's a really good way of putting it because at the end of the day, it is about building trust and delivering value. And the only way to do that with the varieties of levels of being informed and the variety of personas that you're talking to and variety of ways in which someone can engage with you, you absolutely need to have all the insights, all the data insights on who this person is and what matters to them, and then be able to deliver it. So you mentioned earlier ROI DNA, they're helping throughout the entire buying journey from top of funnel all the way through to customers and care and advocacy. So once you have this marketing campaign and it's drummed up excitement and you've worked with your sales team and then sales has sort of gotten that meeting, let's say that first meeting. So now we're more in the middle of the funnel. What are some tactics that marketing can do to help sales push along that deal in that middle of funnel stage? Yeah, there's a couple things. So first of all, there's the types of content that marketing should be creating that really drive that middle of funnel conversion. So it's comparisons, it's assessments, because middle of funnel is all about, okay, now I'm aware of my pain. I know there's solutions. Why are you the solution for me? I want to learn more about the solution. And so there's things like marketing can be surfacing related content about the solution they're exploring. They can be surfacing case studies. They can be surfacing blog articles, which 
blog articles can be kind of top of funnel, middle of funnel, depending on the type of content. Mm-hmm. They can be surfacing um, competitive assessments. They can be surfacing kind of testimonials or endorsements. So that's one piece of it. The other piece of it is making sure that marketing is surrounding more individuals at that company, because studies show that the more people you've connected with at a company that's considering your solution, the greater the likelihood is to go to closed one. Depending on the type of technology that you're dealing in, and it's either a scoring situation or a criteria situation. So there's some workflow or some automation built into that. Or the, there's just the, hey, they're asking for another case study on this success that on this topic, do you have it? And we've got a repository of related content, a library of content that can help fill that gap mm. or fill, address that need. Again, like that relationship building and having that trust between mm-hmm. the two teams for mm-hmm. the feedback yeah. and then actioning on the feedback. Once someone becomes a customer, how are your go-to-market teams working together to make sure you're having the right conversation with your customers at the right time? I love that question. I mean, I think what's so exciting for me and why like, I'm just pumped to wake up every day right now yeah. is that it's really become an ecosystem. And every touch point that we have with our clients' customers or our own customers is in some way a marketing touch. And so if you've been a customer for a year and your contract's about to expire, well, gosh, you got to make sure you get ahead of that by two or three months, right? And so there's a messaging cycle, an ad cycle that goes around improved features or benefits or a special offer or proof points of how well the solution worked for people at your company. If it's just that you want to validate the decision, it really is about having considering the entire ecosystem and how to involve your PR and comms team into it so that they make sure they're like, I signed my name on that, which put my career potentially at risk or maybe made my career. And, oh, look, Gartner Magic Quadrant leader. Oh, look, they just won an award. And so having that right amount of kind of brand air cover to validate the decision is critical. And then continuing to deliver value, whether it's forming a customer advisory panel, whether it's the community marketing, whether it's just making sure that they're invited to all the premier events and getting education. I think marketing is involved throughout the entire life cycle. Yeah. And it's been a great shift. I've been seeing a lot more community marketing specific roles open up. I've been seeing that all over and like customer advocacy roles. It seems like people are really understanding the importance of, of those relationships. Absolutely. Well, Heidi, thank you so much for, for chatting with us. If people want to connect with you or learn more about your work or ROI DNA, where can they go? ROIDNA.com. Awesome. Well, I will certainly be following ROIDNA as we all enter this new phase of marketing because it made me excited to see Heidi so excited about entering this authentic phase that she's so passionate about. And frankly, right. BS marketing is we're all going to see it (laughs) and we're going to ignore it. So really excited for ROIDNA's next journey. And I loved what she said about what insights you can use to start getting us to that next Mm -hmm. phase to be as authentic as possible with our customers. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, like you said, we can all sort of spot inauthentic messages and also really relate to authenticity and trust authenticity. So on that note, we are going to keep that going. And we are going to have a solutions consultant at Drift come on 
and tell us how we can tell stories more authentically with our buyers. Can't wait. Thanks so much for listening to Conversation Starters. If you liked this episode, please leave us a six-star review by clicking the link in the show notes. And hit subscribe so you never miss another one. You can connect with me on Twitter at Sammy Reinstein and follow all of our shows at Drift Podcasts. Thank you.